All right, here we go with the 42nd episode of the Town Mile Podcast. Hope everyone that is listening to this is uh, is doing well, feeling good, and thank you um, for making uh, for hitting play and making us a part of your day. Um, it's been 42 episodes. It's been actually several months since we've recorded an episode, and really tonight it felt great to get it going. And I just have to, you know, thank my partner in crime, Matt Scioli, for allowing me and, and always being down to bring on Emory, South Dakota talk and guests from Emory and, and people from South Dakota. He doesn't have to do it, but he always does. And tonight we record an episode with my neighbor I grew up with across the street. He um, is the oldest son of Jim and Bonnie Arendt. It's really the Arendt family is royalty where I come from. And the family certainly has meant a lot to my life and to really everybody in our community. Jeff Arendt, um, who's been a staple in Emory for many, many, many years, whose son, he was on his way to, to watch Jamin play college football for Dakota Wesleyan. And, um, Kind of had a this is your life discussion with Jeff and in got emotional, really did. He he was talking about, you know, Coach Jeff Van Lure and being there from day one and what that experience was like and really got real. He in it was awesome. And, and thank you to his wife, Lisa, for allowing him to to do this and to really reminisce for, you know, we we sat down for about an hour and 10 minutes and it it meant a lot and it felt really, really good. And um, those of you that know me, I I love my hometown. I know I haven't lived there for, for many years, but this felt awesome, you know, to record with Jeff. And uh, really before we, we hit play on it, I, I wanted to give a salute to a special dude in our Philadelphia community, Marcus Versace. Marcus um, announced this week some tough news that uh, Devil's Pocket Food and Spirits, which I know we've talked about for many, many podcasts, um, unfortunately isn't going to make the COVID. Is, isn't The business is not going to be open and um, unfortunately won't, won't be uh, a, a bar anymore. And um, I, I just wanted to you know, kind of say a couple things on my mind about that is that I moved here in 2013, you know, with, with my now wife, Stephanie and, um, Marcus in his place, his bar there, um, gave me an avenue to, to sit and communicate and to talk to somebody and connect, you know, on really a human level, you know, in in person. And, uh, Marcus and I connected on, on heavy metal in, you know, Metallica and and Iron Maiden and a lot of other great bands and has welcomed me with open arms to his group of friends. He didn't have to do that. And, um, he's a special dude and I know he's going to bounce back, but I just think that, you know, with everything gone on the last several months, it, I think sometimes we, we fall into this trap of social media and, and different things and, and reading certain things and kind of thinking that's the end all be all. But I, I just I, I hope that everyone listening is able to truly connect and communicate and talk to people, because honestly, tonight it was awesome to do it with Jeff. And um, I, I just wanted to give a salute to Marcus for having a, a great place in the community of Philadelphia um, for people to be able to do that. So just, I, I felt like I had to get that off my chest before, you know, we start our uh, a podcast with Jeff. So 
thank you everyone. If you're hitting play, if you're listening to this, um, hope you're doing well. And thanks for uh, taking the time to hear this. Here we go. Let's roll with, uh, with Jeff Aaron. Conference call. I'm sure at jail at the uh, at the bank. Do you guys have a lot of conference calls? This is just like it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we, got, we got all sorts of stuff at the bank. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate it, man. So we got yeah. Jeff Aaron, uh, 1985, Emory High School, Corn Belt Player of the Year, probably in '85. I don't think they had it, but you probably should have been. I, if I wasn't, I should have been. It was either me or Schultz, one of the two. Coach yeah. Schultz. Yeah. So yeah. first off, we we gotta say thank you to your uh, your wife Lisa for letting us do this. I'm sure she's like, "What the hell are you guys? You know, Joe, why do you guys?" She, yeah, yeah, she's listening. So, <laughs> That's great. I got yeah, one cool. of these. I got one of these buds in my ear, and she's got the other one in hers. So. I like it. I like yeah, it. But well, she's the tech. She's the techie. She had to get this all hooked up. So I get. Yeah, man, I get it. I I've been married five years, so I completely understand what that's like. Yeah, when I did you so. guys? I mean, I, I not to. Yeah. When did you guys get married? Ninety five. Ninety six. And you know, it came about in a hand. Uh, 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 CJ's. Do you remember the the night CJ made the incredible catch in the end zone against the handsome Beavers? I did. I do remember that night. Okay, that was a great the, catch. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> that, that's the night it all started for me and Lisa. That's great. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So that's a great story. Could have ever imagined uh, a guy from Emory and a, and a, and a girl yeah. from Ellie right. up. We were always pretty big rivals. Yeah, she was probably <laughs> standing over there on the handsome side, being like, "Geez, that Jeff yeah. Aaron looks." I, it's like I've always thought Jeff Aaron. Yeah, good. no. Uh, actually, I think she was taking stats. Her brother was playing in that game. Neil. And, uh, Neil. Neil. Oh, Neil Waldera. I, I know Neil Waldera. And we ran into. I ran into her, and I'm not sure who I was with, but of course, did that game end like six to nothing? I, I can't remember. It was a dang good uh, that game. That was that was about twenty-eight to twenty-two or so. Yeah, it was just a heck of a game, and they had a heck yeah. of a team, and we had a heck of a that was that was Chris's senior year, that and we couldn't we couldn't Emory Ethan could not run the ball at all, yeah. the whole game. So started passing and threw for like three hundred yards. Yeah, That's probably course, the most a Van Leeuwen teams ever passed for. Of course, everybody on the field knew where the ball was going if it was going to be passed. And yeah, it was, going, it was going to Chris. He's yeah. six foot five. You know, could jump out of the gym. Yeah, I I could probably go stand in that that end zone where it happened. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah, we all went down to the bar. Of course, down to Sandy's. Yeah. Uh, after the game to to have a, a, a nightcap to and, celebrate. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and I didn't know her uh, from Adam, and uh, ended up that's how that works. So, you know, I ended up yeah. meeting her, and the rest is history, Joe. Yeah. And honestly, I re- I was thinking about this. I remember. I mean, Chesney's probably. 
23, 24 now. I remember her as a yes. baby being yes. in the in the choir when we sang in the choir. <laughs> Dan, Dan Clark would have us up in the choir at St. Martin's Church for like two hours we practiced. Yeah. Oh, and we yeah. were really good. <laughs> yeah, we had to, it was, it was Clark, it had to be perfection. And, uh, yeah, that would have been, uh, she's probably 23. What year did you graduate? 98. 98, yeah. She was born in 97, so. That's great, man. So, yeah, yeah this is kind of, I mean, we've done about 40 podcasts, Jeff, and this I is kind of what we do, you know, where there's really no route we can go. I know I sent you a little, uh, but yeah. I, I think just I've always, you've been around my life forever. I mean, I remember as a little kid, I you know, Dick would have boxing games. My dad, Terry, would have boxing matches on and he'd go out and splice the cable i think because <laughs> joe your your dad is still to this day one of my best friends um i appreciate that you know he would too. I, I love i love your dad he you know back in the day back in the 80s um he used to get me uh on an afternoon in the summertime and i'd run up and down the floor with him because he wanted he he had to work out yeah he had to bust a sweat he'd say he's like jeffrey i need you to come run up and down the floor with me i gotta bust a sweat yeah. so oh, yeah. basically <laughs> what that meant was we'd go either into the gymnasium or to the basketball court at the park and run up and down and i'd run up and down with him and then i'd i'd pass him the ball he'd go in for a layup we'd turn around head for the other end of the floor and we'd do that until he busted a sweat yeah and uh so uh, yeah you know your dad he's he's one of my best friends and uh yeah you, you had one of your topics was boxing and old tyson fights <clears throat> see i'm not sure we had i think it was every cable vision john pudwell <laughs> putty probably mm -hmm. ran the, the, the tv company back in those days and our channels were limited right I, I would imagine yeah i would imagine we could have hbo but we didn't so, so the night of a Tyson fight, um, your dad would, he'd go out into the alley and Jimmy rigged the cable box. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, uh, I think it's called pirating. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he would splice, these, uh, he'd splice cable. And yeah. honestly, we probably could have walked across the street to JL's house, you know, to your guys. Yeah. But Bonnie, you know, Bonnie was probably, Ange was young. So I, I get it. I get why my stick was doing uh, Joe, that. I even remember going down to the implement dealership and they had a TV in the lobby there. That's right. That had HBO. Yes. And we watched fights yeah. in the lobby. And I'm talking the mid eighties, uh, but, uh, I also got a huge charge out of your dad. Um, he was very entertaining. You know, he's just a real passionate Chicago Bear fan and a, obviously a, a real passionate New York Yankee fan. Yep. And um, we would, I, I would spend, I would go over there on Sundays uh, to, to watch. Of course, I had to watch the Vikings, but if the Bears played late, the late game, the 3 o'clock game, I'd go over there because I knew I would be highly entertained and he would he would just agonize. Um so that was that was entertaining, you know. You have those wood pillars. Yeah, that soldier. That, that separate. That yeah, soldier. yeah. You, no, oh, I'm sorry. At our house, you, yeah, he would. Yes, he, he knock on them. I'm amazed. 
that those wood pillars are still in one piece. He would he would bang on those wood pillars, Joe, until the ceiling cracked. What if, happened if, is, uh, is there'd be uh, if sweetness if sweetness you know uh, got stuff for uh, no gain or I mean he, he would uh, he he was fun to watch watch a football. Game. Yeah, well, probably what would happen is it, whoever was doing the game with um, with. With Madden, uh, Pat yep. Summerall probably said Pat Summerall. Oh, Pat a, 12, a twelve-yard gain from Walter on his first carry. Oh, I'm probably looking for a great day out of him. Yeah, yeah. probably. And, and then and then Stick would knock on wood and knock his head and oh, hit it back. I'm telling you, he he was nuts, man. He would knock on wood. He would knock on his head. You know, he didn't. He 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 was just. Uh, I mean, if he wore one sock uh, and forgot yeah. the other sock the week before and the Bears won, he had one sock on and one sock yeah. off the next week when the Bears won. Well, played. I can he tell just, you, Jeff, this week yeah. watching the Yankees, I've done, I've knocked on wood. I get to come out and admit that. As much of the stuff that I've tried to <laughs> to, to not do them. You're not, you're not, I guess I haven't, you can't possibly be as bad as, as I try, uh, well, you know, and I think as being, Getting married to Steph and meeting Stephanie. I mean, I, I, I get every game. I get the baseball package. So um, I, maybe not as bad, but I think I, I think yeah. what I may have passed him, I would say, in about the last 10 years for Bears love, which has, you know, which as I've gotten older has kind of led to kind of the letdown you get every year from like loving the Bears. Um, <laughs> but I like, well, same with the Vikes, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Six. So let me ask you this, and I, I, know, I know it's your podcast, but I know I know where your dad's at. If it's the Bears or the Yankees, he's going Yankees. He's going Yankees, yep. How about you? Um, Matt and I, I think of the first time we did this, talked about that. I, I, I want to see – I mean, honestly, it's whatever the season is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I'd love to see sure. this Bears team – which they're not – I'm sorry, this Yankee team, just based on the core that they have and the players, they probably have a better chance. Um, I mean, it's I, – I don't even know if I could pick one or the other because I feel like sure. I've got – you know, being here and as close as we are to New York, it's easy to go to games and go into playoff games and stuff. But I, I, I couldn't honestly pick one or the – the Yankees have probably given me more happy days. And, yeah, absolutely. And I know when – the Bears had a really good year a couple of years ago. was was really yeah. incredible, which made it <laughs> living in Philly when that goddamn <laughs> double doink happened was was tough. But um, I, I honestly, they're few and far between, just like the Vikings, Joe. They're few and far between when they, when you when you when they have a good year, you relish it. You yeah, know, and and you can't you can't gauge everything by a Super Bowl. You know, for example, last year as a diehard Viking fan. They went down to New Orleans and beat the Saints, mm-hmm. and and that was that was a great victory. So in my eyes, the Vikings uh, gave me everything I could have hoped for last year. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. You know, now I know I just asked your uncle Kevin who who the Bears are going to start at quarterback this year, and he said Trubisky. Well, has he been named the he starter? Yes, he has. You know, and I, I think yeah. out of the gate, you know, I, I don't think they won't see Nick Foles at some point. Foles out of the gate has never been successful starting week one for any team. And he's more of a guy that, but it just, yep. it's, you know, they, they could have got Cam Newton for a bag of footballs and a, you know, some mouthwash, yeah. but yeah. they, they, <laughs> but they spend a, a, round, a third round pick and a bunch of money to bring Foles over. But uh, you know, we'll yeah. see. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know you guys are both nuts about the bears. And the <laughs> and, uh, you know, <clears throat> 
I, I could I could go on about a lot of stories with your dad, and and, and I know um, he's still attached to not only not only the Bears and the Yankees, <laughs> but the Seahawks and the Huskies. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, he's. You know, when I see him, we talk, we converse, um, get caught up on everything. Of course, it's always, it's always about, it's always about not the Bears or the Yankees, but the Seahawks yep. or the Huskies. Yep. And, uh, well, let's go there. You, you had a little, so you, you had a little, little blurb in there, Joe, about uh, uh, baseball back in the in the day, amateur baseball. Yeah. Were you the ball? Were you the? Bat I was boy? the bat boy. And you what I remember boy. about that is those teams weren't very good, but you hit you hit about tw- I mean in my mind like twenty home runs a couple seasons. And maybe it wasn't that many, but you, it was a lot. You hit Joe. the ball out of the ballpark. A lot. A lot. I don't think it was twenty, but but uh, here's the deal about that. And I don't want to give it away because it sounds real good that I hit a lot of home runs. But we had a short park, Joe. Remember the short park? I do. It was like uh, two ninety five down left, and and maybe. Maybe three oh five down right, and then dead center was like three eighteen and a half. Yeah, and I remember. <laughs> so, do you remember Kevin Layton, the masher from I Madison? Do remember? He's he isn't he the home run leader in the state of I, South Dakota? Abs- well, yeah, he is. But do you remember the night yeah. he hit one off of? Like, it must have been a hundred feet off the pole oh, in dead center. Yeah, yeah. He he he. His home runs were. Uh, towering shots. Yeah, Matt, mammoth, this guy mammoth, would, would hit mammoth home bombs. I could tell you a little story about Layton. We were playing in a game in Howard and uh, I, I, he he was standing on a base and uh, after he hit a home run, a towering shot, I think it was in, a, I think it was in maybe a, I don't know, an all-star game or something. And I walked over to him and I said, Kevin, what what do you eat for breakfast in the morning? <laughs> and uh, I can't reply what he said. Well, this is. But he's married. Oh, he's I got married. you. I got you. Got you. So, <laughs> anyway, I, I always remember that about Lee. Now, you know, he did a lot of his damage, most all of his damage with aluminum bats. Now, those are outlawed now. I don't think you can play amateur baseball in South Dakota and use aluminum bats, but I'm not. I'm not taking anything away from him. He still would have launched them with wood bats. Yeah, he fun. was an incredible hitter, and you're right. We didn't have very good teams, but we just didn't have pitching. We had a lot of players. We just didn't have a strong pitching stable. If you remember, Joe, I think our ace was Kaiser. Dave Kaiser. Dave. Well, St- yeah, he Dad called like, him the, like the franchise. Kazoo. The fr- Kazoo, Kazoo, but he, Kazoo. he'd say the franchise. I remember he was excited about Todd Anderson one summer. It must have yeah, been like 19, 1986 or so. He, I remember his whole life was like, oh, we got this left-hander that can throw smoke. <laughs> and he, he would get so excited about about the about Todd Anderson and uh, yeah, yeah. we just yeah you're right. I mean, Steve had to pitch I think a few games. Your brother Steve. Uh, yeah, so our our stable of pitchers probably well Cubby played too. Cubby, Cubby Anderson, Anderson, yeah. Todd Anderson, uh, Dave Kaiser. Um, you know, we took anybody and everybody. If anybody we thought could could throw the ball across the plate they, they we signed him up 
And a Lenny Kamshoff, I think, was a pitcher. Lenny I think Kamshoff. we actually had Scott Swear in there. Scott Swear did Scott pitch. Swear. Yeah. Uh, there was a there was another uh, guy from camp uh, from from Bridgewater, Lenny. Um, I can't think. Of his Len, name, Sanderson. But, uh, Len Sanderson. Len Sanderson. Lenny yeah. Sanderson. Jeez, Joe, you got a memory like a steel. I trip. remember that. Yeah. Yeah, Lenny. So you know, and they were all very serviceable guys. Don't don't get me wrong. I mean, I couldn't throw. I couldn't two things. I couldn't. I couldn't throw a strike, and if I could, I couldn't break an egg, you know. So, um, that's where our weakness was. And, of course, back in those days, it wasn't, you know, with your dad. It was, you know, he would prepare the field. He would line up the umpires. He would, he would, he, he didn't realize the work that Terry put oh, into bro. it. He, yeah, he would. It was a it was a true labor of love right. for Terry. Was uh was was Stick the commish man? He was the he was the commission. He was the manager. He was the owner. I mean, you call it, you know. He was everything. He was everything. He was everything. That's really cool. He, yeah, he he was everything, and um, he loved baseball. I mean, that's his passion. Amateur and, baseball, uh, he, Matt, is a huge deal mm-hmm. even now in South Dakota. Like, I remember you talk. Remember you it's told a me that. Big, you told big me that. Deal. You told me that recently, yeah, I think. Yeah, they have an yeah. amateur tournament, which I mean, at, Cad- at, at Cadwell Park in Mitchell. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think Dimmock Emery has been. I don't know if they qualify, but a- amateur they baseball. Did not qualify. Yeah, they didn't qualify this year. I think it was the first time in years and years and years that Dimmock qualified for the state yeah. amateur. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you'd heard Alexander he won that again. They they just got an incredible about three three years like in a row, I think. Four out of the last five or three out of the last four. It's just an incredible baseball team there. Um, but your dad, that was his told Joe that was uh, that was his dream is to get the you know what our no. you know what our nickname was Joe. Like the Alexander Angel, yeah, Angels, yeah. Plat Killer Tomatoes, Boys of Summer, Boys yeah, yeah. of Summer, because of that uh, the book by Roger Kahn. Dad loved that Roger Kahn book. I don't know if you've ever read it about. He, he was the Brooklyn Dodgers beat writer when they moved to L.A. And that was um, I've recently read it, and it's it's a great read. And that's an incredible sort of, name for a baseball team, too. Yeah, the Emory Boys of Summer. That was that was Terry. He just called. He just referred yeah. to us as the boys of summer. Yeah. So uh, that that kind of became it, you know. Otherwise, it was just the Emory amateur baseball team. I, I'm not going to say we were the bad news bears by any stretch, but we played at the Corn Belt Conference, and uh, they were good. Boy, it was tough to win games at the Corn Belt Conference. And back in those days, it was true town team baseball. It wasn't a farm system for college guys or a holdover for college guys to come play and wait for their seasons to start, you know. Anymore in this day and age, amateur baseball is all about who can get the most college players on your team to a certain extent, to a certain extent. Um, Now, Alec, they do it. Their core core is Alec Alec guys. I know that for a fact. Their core is Alec guys, and they're tremendous players. But a lot of these teams, you know, Back in the back in the eighties and, and early nineties, it was hey, can you can you uh, can you catch a baseball? Can you throw a baseball? You know, can you grab right. a bat and swing it? Yeah, okay, well, let's get a team together, you know. And so that's how it was. And um, your dad managed that team for for years and years and years. 
and we never made it to the state amateur baseball tournament. And it and it was it was it was hard for him to to not get there. And I can tell you, I remember we really beat Canova on his birthday. Um, Joe, you're right. That might have been right. Was it in '91? I think it was the same year that Might John have been Daly won the PGA Championship. John Daly came out of nowhere, Long John Daly, yeah. won the PGA Championship. And uh, we we shocked the amateur baseball world in the first round of the of the, of the district tournament that year. We right. beat the Canova game. I cried. I cried. I remember running had, on the field. I, I bawled my eyes out. Your dad out. cried, too. Your dad, I would imagine he hugged you. And I remember my aunt Reen and, and my mom were like, come uh, drink all our beer now. Fuck it. I was just like, swear. <laughs> <laughs> swear. Because all the Canova guys would come over after beating our ass, you know, 15 to 1. Oh, they were all. They were None all of them came by. Machines. Yeah. If you played Canova, right. you had to be able to drink beer. Yeah, that that was a, yeah. That was a prerequisite. If you're going to play the gang, you better you better be able to to, to hammer down <laughs> right. like a Teddy, case of beer. I remember that Ted Geismeyer. So we, we knocked them yeah. off in the first round. We were in the semifinals. We we were well, we were as close as you could be to the state amateur baseball tournament as you could possibly get without being there. We had, we had to win one more yeah. game out of three. I think had we couldn't do it. And I remember, Joe, that last again. game, we played Canova yep. again to get in, to get into the state amateur, yeah. and they beat us in a heck of a game. It was like 7-6 to six or 6-5. Six to five. And the, the memory that I have uh, just indelibly stuck in my mind is your dad sitting in the dugout it was everybody was gone and he had yeah he was he was crushed he he had he was sitting in that dugout all by himself with his head down and honestly did it i I, you know it just almost brings tears to my eyes thinking about it now and i I think about it quite often when the state amateur baseball tournament rolls up we almost gave him Ultimately, right. he so dreamed to have, and that was a chance to play in that amateur baseball tournament. I don't think he would have cared if yeah. we had gotten 10 runs in that game. He just wanted to get there. And we could never get there. And then that was pretty much the end of the Emory amateur baseball team. I think we yeah, about 94, 95 or so. Yeah, somewhere in there. So um, just, he, he, he you know, loved. a lot of great memories. We'd go over here. We'd go over to your mom and dad's and, and, and you know, after games or, yep. you know, have something to eat. Yep. It was fun. It was, it was good, good, good times, good memories. And, and uh, I'm glad you remember it. This is why it's exciting to, to, to record something, Jeff, because I'm glad you, I, I knew you would remember a lot of the stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, we, you know, not only did we, have, have a friendship through baseball, but your dad was around all the time, you know. If there was a street dance or a dance in town, he, we, we couldn't wait to, to run yeah. into Jerry because he loved to yeah, dance. Yeah, he did. He, he does. to dance. He still does. So if, if the baseball team was working one of those dances, mm-hmm. you know, selling beer, <laughs> um, he was always there. And he was he was always, as the, 
as the evening went on and everybody became a little more primed, he was he yep. was usually out there dancing. Yep, you're you're right, and that's how yeah, I got to so connect I, so much with. That's why Van Lure, you know, I, I can even think about, you know, obviously playing for Van Lure and being so proud of of what he has gone on to yeah. do. But being around Van Lure before he was the Hall of Fame kind of coach is what I really connected with him a lot at. From from dad, from those amateur baseball teams and Coach Van Lure being around all the time, and um, that's where I got to know him. You know, I mean, I've, I've known him my whole life. Yeah, yeah. yeah He's he a real is. good friend of your dad's. Uh, they were very close, very close. Jeff Jeff was a utility guy on the baseball team. He could play anywhere. He hit the heck out of the ball. You know, he's a competitor, just just like he's. He a hit ball. three he home runs against Canastota. Do you and remember that? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. I remember it like yesterday, and boy, did we celebrate. We, I think that might have been a game we won, and uh, I think three home, he jacked three home runs, and we went down to Sandy's, and I think I was maybe supposed to be working. I, I think I might have just been out of college for the summer, and I was supposed to work at the Department of Transportation <laughs> right. on that Monday morning, and of course... The game was on a Sunday, and I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I yeah. made it to work that day. But uh, I tell you, yeah, uh, Jeff. Uh, a lot of people don't know this either, Joe. Um, nor do they probably care. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about it a little bit. I was with Jeff Van Lure yep. from the ground floor up. People, people, um, if people want to know what it was like now now we're in 2020 joe he came in the fall of 1980 i was an eighth grader he came in the fall of 1980 he had a full head of hair um fresh fresh out from of being from, from being a, a 215 pound d tackle <laughs> that was heavy joe i'm thinking he was a like, 190 uh, but pound effective <laughs> like good <laughs> Like mean, like mean, like all conference, whatever. I think it was probably mm-hmm. back in those days still the SIC. Um, yeah, a stud, a stud, just a great athlete coming out of wound socket, went to play, went to play football. Like you said, he was, he was, I think I remember him telling me he was six yeah. foot, 185 pounds, and he played yeah. defensive end. Are you kidding me? He, he had a motor like yeah, uh, Mike Singletary. He was a destroyer, and that—that—that uh, that, that is how he came to Everett. Um, now, you have to remember a couple things. Emory was in a drought, athletically, a tremendous drought. Okay, um, there was a there was a lot of a lot of coaching turnover. Uh, uh, the, the coaches that would come in to be head football coaches, to be head basketball coaches, they didn't know the difference sure. between a football and a soccer. They didn't know the difference between a, a, a basketball and a, and a bowling ball. Um, and, of course, you know, Jeff probably didn't know what he was stepping right. into. <laughs> he, he, uh, he took the – he took – he took everything. He took to head football, he took to head basketball, and he 
and he took the head track along with Dean. Yeah, he was the athletic director right out of the gate. Yes, yeah, and he still is. He still is the AD. So, so he okay. The, the football season comes along, and about twelve guys show up for practice. Twelve guys. Were you on there? Were you one of them as an eighth grader? And no. Okay, so this is where, yeah. Okay, so I was an eighth grader. Twelve or thirteen guys show up for practice, and back then, you weren't in high school. You, you, you know, you, you didn't right. you didn't go out for football. You had to be in high school. Well, Jeff reported his numbers to the school board and and and, and said we got you know, we I don't have enough kids to even practice. And so the school board made an exception to their handbook, to their policy, and, and said, okay, let's bring up the eighth graders. Now, we had a big class of eighth graders, um, big class of boys in that eighth grade class. So the next day, uh, Van Leeuwen called a meeting and said, eighth graders, uh, anybody that wants to go out for football, you're, you're, you're welcome to stop down in the jail. Never down in the jail, the old gym. Stop down in the jail. And uh, I'll fit you for a helmet and some shoulder pads. Okay, what well, you can about imagine yeah. what that was like. Uh, you know, so a bunch of us eighth graders go down there and we're trying to get fit for helmets and shoulder pads. And we're, we're probably all right. up to 85 pounds. 85 pounds. Um, the school, because of the terrible drought we were in with our athletics, the school removed us from the Corn Belt Conference. They, they took us, the Corn Belt Conference is a brutal conference. It is, a, it is as competitive a conference as there is in the state of South Dakota, and it doesn't matter if you're playing tiddlywinks or if you're in football, basketball. So Jeff, in, in 1980 when he got conference. there, Bridgewater won the state football title, and, and didn't, didn't Alec, did Alec they, not win it they, as well? Uh, so, so, so... Bridgewater, yeah, the, the playoffs came the following year. I think the first year would have been in 1980. There was Got no it. playoffs. The playoffs came in 81. Yeah, and we weren't in the conference, so we didn't play the likes of Hanson or Bridgewater or Freeman or Marion uh, or, or any of those. We, we Jeff's first football game in 1980, Jeff Van Leer's first football game as a head coach, was against Egan, the Egan Blue Jays. The Egan Blue Jays. So, Where the hell is I mean, Egan those at? Those are the kinds of teams that. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's over. Okay, so <laughs> I knew you were going to ask that question. It's uh, if you go to Colt, so you go to Madison and you and you, you take Highway 34 okay. over to Coleman. Uh, I got it. So you're kind of in the Brookings area. Uh, six, Okay, I got it. Yeah, you're in that Flander area. Yeah, you're yeah. That, you're on the you're, east you're side like of Brookings, I-90. Brookings. Yeah. Yep. I know yeah. where that is. So, so, yeah, so we have, I don't know, yeah, maybe maybe 20 guys on the team now with the eighth graders included. I, I'm not sure. And uh, the last thing we thought was we were going to play, you know, we were just bodies to, to fill out a, a roster, basically, so we could stand there and practice and get drilled and um, we ended up having to play in that game a couple of the starters got hurt right away and a couple guys got sick 
and uh, Jeff was yep. between a rock and a hard place. And uh, and he, he threw us into the game. Now, he went, and, and we, we lost. <laughs> he went 0-8. His first year in football, and I'm not I'm not saying this to belittle Jeff. I'm just saying this is where he started. He went he went with having to get the school board to get eighth graders. He went 0 and 8 in football. He was the head basketball coach. He went 0 and 19. He came back his second year as a head coach. Now this is when the high school football playoffs came in. The fall. I of think 8-1. he was 0 and 8. Yeah, he, he went 0 and 9. Again. 0 and 9. He won a JV football game. He won a JV football game someplace in that second year. Uh, beat Montrose. And he, and he, of course, he, we didn't see him in school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he, he finally won. And John Stanton, the, and, the principal or whoever, what the hell was he going to do? <laughs> or whoever it was. Steve yeah, Stanton so, or... so. You know, gradually yeah. he just turned that program around. Um, and, and look at now, he's the, four years he's Jeff, later, he's the winningest nine-man coach in the history of the country of history of football. He's won more nine-man games. It, so yeah, yeah, he's he, he's a legend. He he truly is a legend. You know, and um, I, Lisa and I are very fortunate that. Uh, Yep. He had two boys play for him. And, um, you know, it's weird yep. because he coached me. And and then and then years later, he's he's coaching our, our sons. So, well, in fact, know, Jeff, was, the reason you probably weren't over at Coach's house with your brother Dave and myself and, and your brother Steve and Corey because Jamin was probably a, a two months old. <laughs> he was a toddler, right, in, in 01. He was a baby. Yeah. That's why you probably Absolutely. went over there. We Absolutely. have pictures of that night, and I, and I, I treasure those pictures, man. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, ho- hopefully, I hope hopefully so. He coaches forever. And, and you think about, and you talked at the beginning of this about the turnover that happened in Emory. That's happened in yeah. every other town it, since, and still does. Yep. You're talking Mary and you're talking Bridgewater, not being able to get. And that's why I get so excited about where I'm from is because of you have those kind of things. You have people like Jeff Van Lure and and Gene Clark and and Dan Clark and Scott Schultz that they've when you start, when you've been someplace for like 30, 40 years, you're not only effective at your job, but you're impacting generations of kids. Generations of kids, and um, you're right. We have had no turnover in our programs, yeah, and that's I mean, why they've been so successful. I mean, Scott Schultz has been uh, head basketball 92, coach Joe since uh, or 91. You're right. He came after McCaffrey. 91. Yes, Tim McCaffrey. Tim McCaffrey had my brother in '90. Okay, and they went to the state tournament. So that he right. left after '90. And went into Minnesota. Zumbrota. He went into Minnesota, and I can't, I can't Jeff, think he, for sure where he went. But then Scott came Zumbrota, in. Minnesota. Zumbrota, exactly. He went into Zumbrota, and uh, Scott came in in '91. And I'm sure John probably your your uncle John was probably on the school board at that time, and probably had a real 
you know, solid hand and, 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 and bringing him, you know, and giving him a, an Scott opportunity. Scott Schultz is 24 and, years old, and well, his, his wife, Christina, took the principal job. She was like 24, 25. Yeah, and, you know, his situation, yeah, uh, was a little bit right. different than Jeff's. Not much, you know. 91, 92 were... Yeah. You know, those were building years, but we knew what we had there. We had we had we had a lot of talent coming. Um, headlined by by Chris yeah. Jensen and David Aaron and Eric oh, yeah. Gatterman and Tony Clock. You know, you hate to mention guys because you don't want to leave any of them out. But you knew you had a really good crop of talent coming there. Right. Scott took full advantage of that. Um, he took full advantage of that. He took us he took us to the state tournament in night. Well, Joe, oh. in 93, we got – I suffered one of the most devastating losses yes. as, a, as, a, as a fan, as oh, a – Oh, Jeff, brother. it was – Remember it that, was the hardest, Joe? It was uh, one of the hardest losses. Well, Mike, Mike Bender. Mike Bender. Eric, Mike Bender, Bender had like 36 points somehow because they had Gertz and Gertz. Oh, 30 Jesus, of were free throws. Mike Bender probably scored 14 points a game, but that – yeah, that night – you know, just it was his night, and that was that was we did a pot. We did this with cousin Chris, and that was one of the things. It was like that was one of the hardest things. I that's when I was like, okay, life sucks. You know, like that was my first like life's going to be tough. You know, like this, it's not. <laughs> so yeah, I got a story about that about that night. I never oh. saw that game. Thank God, I had mono. I had mono, and and um, I was at home. Now, we had beaten Freeman handily, a couple handily. times earlier that year bad. We beat everybody bad. I think we were the second-ranked yep. team in the state. If we had one loss, it was it, in the Hanson Classic. Uh, to, to Stickney. They had, they had Chad Clites. Or somebody like Chad that. Clites. Stickney. Chad, yep. Yeah, they had Chad Clites and, and uh, oh, another guy there. I can't think of it. But anyway, so so <laughs> Mark Harberts and a few other guys go over. It was in Parkston. Yep, it was at Parkston. Yeah, and now you got to remember there was no there was no Facebook, there was no YouTube, there was no cell phones to 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 be able to hone into and watch the game. So I was at home with Mono. I believe the game was on a yep. Thursday night, and I called on my landline to talk to Mark Harberts at about the time I thought the game would be over. And uh, when he answered the phone, he didn't say, hey, you know, blah, blah. He, he, he gave me two words. Fuck. We lost. <laughs> and I'm telling you, Joe, I, yeah. I, I couldn't even. Well, not only that, Jeff, like, you were growing a beard. On, you I mean, were growing a beard. Quit you were growing a beard, right? I, you know, just how bad we beat him. He's like, yeah. Jeff, we lost. We lost. And that's when I knew we lost. Joe. Your grandpa I know he did. got sick I know the next he did. day. He had a stroke the next he day. He had a stroke. He had a stroke yep, the next day, Joe. Um, I was so distraught on that Friday. I went down to the bank because I wasn't working. I had mono. And my dad and your uncle Kevin and your grandpa Creepy and probably John were in this room and it was like 
It was like uh, yeah. it was like we were at a funeral. And I'm telling you, your your grandpa Green that night suffered yep. a stroke that night, and I he was I holding on. If, yeah, he was holding on. You know, he he was holding for. Yeah, that's always been you know something that he called my sister Annie and said, you know, do you want to come over and go for a ride? And she's like, sure. You know, she was four, three. And um, they went for like a little drive. And then I think like an hour later is when he had a, he had a stroke. So. Yep. It was a sad day. Sad day. That's what I remember about that whole week. I had mono. We lost yeah. that game. And then your grandpa had that stroke. And then the um, next day, you remember the Daily Republic the cover coming, of it was your dad and Dave hugging each other, crying. Yes. <laughs> like, do you do you know, Joe, that somebody cut that picture out of the Daily Republic and sent it to my dad in an envelope uh, and put on their no, I didn't know that. All those things though That's make it cool. when I think about what happened a year later that much more satisfying. You know what I'm saying? Like absolutely, absolutely. Oh, uh, we were a machine, and of course, you know, CJ was just one year older, and David was one year older, and Tony. I think the starters that year, if I'm not mistaken, is of course CJ, yep. and that'd be your cousin, um, Chris. Yep. Um, David, Eric Detterman, Nick Weber, Tony Clark, and Vic and Weber, Weber was strong. They were big. They were big. Yeah, they were big. I mean, so CJ was six five. Yep. Vic was 6'4", Tony was 6'3", David was 6'2", and Darren was probably 5'11". And then I think they brought in, yep, possibly, I think Mikey had played yeah, a little bit. Big. He was 6'5". Yeah, Ernie Ernie came off the bench. He, was he just played good defense. And, uh, well, that, they were, that was one of my yeah, they were explosive. They were explosive. Who wins 94 okay. Emory or 2017 Bridgewater Emory? <laughs> <laughs> Joe, I can't go against the 17 Huskies. Um, I've talked to guys about this. This is a topic of conversation we have quite often when we're when we're beered up at Beer 30. Um, boy, that 94 team was incredible. Um, you know who they lost to, Joe, was Chuck Welke, one of the greatest high school basketball players in the history of South Dakota. Chuck, Chuck Welke willed that Warner team to victory. Um, one of the truly great South Dakota Class B basketball players for sure. Um, the 17 team, they uh, they they, yeah. could, they could just all score. And uh, score from anywhere on the floor. They were tremendously explosive. I mean, if you blinked, they were by you. And uh, they played tenacious defense, and they had a tremendous chemistry on that team that was set by a couple guys that were were role players on that team, and that drove that team, and it kept that team together. Um, I I would have to say, jeez, it would go into <laughs> and overtime. Jamin. And Jamin would hit a Jamin would hit a three to win it. <laughs> right in front of his right in front of his uncle. If, if, and not, suck yeah, it, if not Jamin, 
Yeah, if not Jamin Sawyer, if not Sawyer, Sam, if not Sam, Cold Gasman, if not Cold Gasman, somebody else, because they could all fill up the hoop. I mean, they could fill up the hoop. And I think that was probably the one thing on the 93 team. Yeah. You know, we, you know, they just, they, you know, not, they didn't have the tremendous balance of scoring. Well, they didn't have to. I mean, Chris scored 25, 30 a game. David that scored 18, it. 20 a game. It was. Uh, you know, and then after that, it was uh, 8, 10. But, but they didn't have to, you know. So, but it had been a tremendous game. And uh, I, I can't go against I can't go against the 17 oh, team. Man. That, that, wouldn't, that wouldn't be right. But, but hey, anybody can, can argue the point that that 94 team would have won that, too. You and, know what? Uh, you know, that's the thing is I, I was in New York City. With Jamie and with Chris and with our, you know, our, our uh, significant others, the night that they won that state title, and I, I can just tell you that that was that was unbelievable. I mean, it, it meant so much to get that news from my dad and just saying, first it was like we're down, you know, yeah. down seventeen, whatever it was, down big, and then oh, just like we won. And I, I I just remember texting him, you know, at the end of it, you know, like let's do it for you know you and John and. For my cousin Jeremy Cressman and yeah. for you know, kids that passed away, and, yep. and uh, they yep. did and, it. Well, and for the for the '93 yeah, team, the '94 team, the '95, for all of those teams, you know, they they were playing, they were playing for everybody that yep. played for Scott, you know, and all their, and it brought such joy to the community. I mean. Uh, just like in 94, 95, you know, those things rally yeah. and rally your, your towns and your people. And, man, they, you know, they give you something yeah. to, to, to look forward to on a cold winter's night. And you know what, Joe? The, the same could be said about that football championship. I'm telling you, How Jeff, I watched it in Philly. <laughs> it, was, it was going, you know, I, I, so I get it. Absolutely. So, 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 yeah. So, of course, Lisa and I, we're, we're extremely blessed to have been able to experience a, a football title yeah. and a basketball title, uh, along with along with three three consecutive trips to the state basketball tournament, three consecutive trips to the state football yeah. championship games. Uh, so so those two 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 games, yeah. how do you stack them up? You know what's what's greater one or the other? Neither. Um, they they were. You know, as exciting as the basketball championship was personally for me, oh, that goal, it was, that goal I, I watched it on my, I watched it on my laptop me? up here. Yeah, I, yeah. Are you kidding me? It was just a matter of, in most people's minds, yep. are we going to have enough score. time? Yeah, to score. To go down yep. the floor and, and score. Who? Mm-hmm. It was just meant to be. I mean, it was just meant to be. That goal line stand. That whole yeah. fourth quarter was nuts, you know. I mean, Hawkins, Hawkins breaks that run, and they they call him back on a holding. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> certain there was any holding there. And and I, in fact, I'm I'm 100 convinced yeah. there wasn't. Yeah. But it didn't matter. They called they called the flag. So yeah, he fumbles, and and you're thinking, oh my god. And then they still get, you know. So then they're, they're you know, we get the ball and. And we're trying to run out the clock, and we didn't do a very good job at that because their defense, you know. I mean, so now we're do we punt it or right. do we run out the back of the end zone? Um, we end up punting it, and then and they then got Chase, you know, three or four chances Aaron. there to win it. So, <laughs> yeah, and then Chase ends up 
being in the he was uh, in the right place at course, the right time. Fortunately, he, he caught the darn thing, you know. And um, so, you know what? We're just extremely blessed uh, to to have had our kids go through that those those programs with those coaches, Schultz and Van Luer, in an era when we had so many tremendous athletes. Um, tremendous athletes, and not just tremendous athletes, yeah, you know, just great right. kids, great small town kids that 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 tr- tried to set good examples for younger kids. And um, I I wouldn't trade yeah. those days for anything. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't give up that football title or that basketball title for nothing. And I wouldn't say right. one is greater than the other in my mind. You know, and that's the thing. So, where as much as I, yeah. you know, I, personally, you know, I I I don't regret moving. You know, and, and being able to experience the things in the cities that I've lived in, you know, all, you know, I was able to, I've been incredibly blessed, but the thing that hurts that I missed is that yeah. stuff. I, I missed those, I missed those celebrations with yeah. your brother and I, I yeah. missed the celebrations at Coach Van Lewis' yeah. house and with you and, and all those titles, you know, yeah. it always hurt yeah. bad. You know, I, it always, yeah. of the six or seven yeah. But you still felt you still felt very oh, close to it, didn't you? Absolutely, you know, absolutely, I did. Yeah, and I think your dad felt the same way. You know, he his his relationship with yeah, Jeff is, it so is tight. You know, I, he gets emotional. You know, your dad gets yeah. emotional, and and um, uh, you know, but but I I know that football title last year in the eleven man it's for him it meant for, for coach to jump dad, up so and it, it really I mean it's all, it's it's incredible. I mean the way that. It's all, it, 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 it put him, in my eyes, in another stratosphere, in, into the legendary status, into the truly, into the truly all, you know, and we just talked about this last week. What defines a legendary coach? Well, some of it is, some of it is perseverance and, and, and length of time coaching, but obviously yeah. it comes down to wins, you know, and, 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 and how do your, how do your players right. perceive you and, and, and. You know, so yeah, he's with that with that eleven man title last year. That 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 would, in my mind, Jeff. Put him on and, a and the biggest run. thing, and I can it speak really this would. from as a forty year old, the biggest thing that Van Lure, from my experience, has done is he made me believe in myself. You know what I'm saying? He's the greatest. He's the greatest yeah. motivator, and that's his best attribute. And he'll tell you that. He'll tell you that is his ability. To take a young man yes. like Adrian Hyder and turn him yeah. into an all-state football player. And he did that yeah, he did. to a lot of guys. He did that to guys like Corey Brands. He did that to guys like Adrian Hyder. He did that to guys like the Whistler boys, Stephen and Ben Whistler. Um, you believed yeah, that you could absolutely. do it. And you know what? You were gonna you yeah. were gonna you were gonna die trying. Yeah going to die trying and that's that's uh, what his best attribute is and he's always had a special connection with with kids that maybe haven't had yeah, absolutely larry barcher you know what i'm saying yes adrian Hyder, larry barcher those kids he's yeah he's touched there i mean uh cody yeah. cody bassett um you know it's there's going to be a void there when he leaves, just just as there sure. will be a void when Scott Schultz leaves. I mean, these guys have put in a lot of time, devoted their lives to to uh, high school sports and and making kids, 
you know, believe. And, uh, yeah, we've been fortunate. That's the beauty of right. not living in Sioux Falls. You know, the small schools, you get yeah, – it's not just basketball and football, Joe. You know, whether it's whether it's oral right. or, 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 or the play or, or music, you know, you get a Absolutely. chance. You get a chance. Yeah, so, yeah, no, good – Good memories, and you know what? No, I sure wouldn't. wouldn't. I anything. sure wouldn't. I sure and I'm glad that it went this route because I, you know, it's got it's heartfelt, and you know, and like I said, I'm I'm 40, and I've been out of Emory since about you know, over 20 years, and I, I think about Van Luer all the time, you know, and, and whether I'm, yeah, I was uh, Jeff, I was running. Joe, he's got another. He does. Got another I was running right this morning. I was running miles this morning. And I, I, you think about like Van Leeuwen's watching, <laughs> like hard, you know, like you're all right. It's like, God damn it, yeah, yeah. I am all right. <laughs> ah, you know, it's, it's, it's the truth. So I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. No. Um, how was we your team back good, when man. you played? Yeah, were well, you guys, we played you guys were pretty good, weren't you? Know, we were seven and one. My yeah, that that was right we in the midst seven of their and one, run, both wasn't it? My junior and senior year, um, but we ran into Freeman. You know, Freeman had the state championship yeah. four by one relay team that I think is still probably the state record. So they would always beat us, probably. and we ran into you know good teams. But no, I mean we had I mean, Big Kai's was about three hundred pounds, and Mike. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was one of. Yeah, he he was. Uh, didn't he get a chance to argue? Well, he went to Augie, and I think he was the strongest. Yeah, he I think he was the to, strongest guy on the football the, team. He went to the combine. Josh Kaiser went to the NFL yeah. combine in Atlanta. And yeah. I think they, yeah. you know, I he, I don't want to speak for him, but I think they just identified his knee problems and just – or something physically that, like, nah, this isn't – for whatever reason, you know, never got drafted. But, no, he was there with – you know, I, I, I can't yeah. remember the guys, but – um. So we had him, you know, we had a baby, you know, Kaiser, we had, we had big, big yeah. kids and we, you know, we would beat the hell out of everybody, you know, except for, except Freeman, except yeah, Freeman. just out physical teams. But, um, you know, Tony Olinger yeah. ran really hard and obviously Steve Olinger was really, really yeah, good. A good and, um, Urban Box good were, were tough yeah. and, yeah. uh, we were lucky. Yeah. You know, and, and as great a player, as great a coach as Jeff is, I think he'd be the first to admit he's had a, heck, a, a lot of really, really good yeah. players. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I tell him every time I you see know, him. A lot you know, of really he, good players. Too. When I, talk, so, I, I have dreams about playing football, you know, still to this day. I, I really do. I'm, about every <laughs> every few months, you know, I'll, I'll have dreams about, you know, putting my stuff together or just being on the field or the game being over. Like, I, I, I have dreams about it still. Yeah, boy. Yeah, that's good. Well, I mean, I, I don't I don't have those dreams. My dreams always center around my days in college yeah. when I wouldn't study and go to class, and then I'd be sitting in the biology room taking a test and having no <laughs> well, idea. Well, I think all of us, I have those dreams. same things. That was reality for me as well, but I was a journalism major. I was going to ask you this. Yeah. Do you, I think the night yeah. you graduated from college, maybe, would you go to Dak State? Is that where you graduated from? Didn't you get home Absolutely. or somehow yeah. you and your buddies yep. ended up in Emory but saw a light on in our house and my mom was cleaning somehow at like two or three in the morning? Didn't that was that did that not happen? You know Oh, it probably did, but you know, on more than one occasion, if we were 
not even at college, wherever. I mean, we would go up to your mom and dad's all the time to get your dad out of bed. I remember that. I can remember time. that. I mean, we, I mean, how many times did he, he, he he'd get out yep, the fry every pans? Time. And, he and, would and get out of bed breakfast, you know. I mean, yeah. Shit, and, you know, he wouldn't even, Joe, he wouldn't even be with us. We'd be like, hey, let's go up to Sticks. <laughs> right. You know, of course, we call him Stick. Hey, let's go up to Sticks' house, see what's going on. It's like 3 in the morning. What the hell do you think's going on? They're sleeping. He didn't care. He'd get out of bed, stumble around. Guys and, smoking cigarettes and, and Rod Hyman or somebody would. Yeah. Kevin I suppose Greeble was yeah, in yeah, that he group. Was, he was, man. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I know. So it wasn't probably just that that one time from college. It was a lot of times we ran over. Yeah, Joe, but I, you were I, like I said, I remember too. being around you a lot. I remember even even when Annie was a baby, I, I can yeah. remember, you know, you, you brought up all those. So let me yeah. ask you this, too. I the, the other – I got a uh, list of questions. So – JL, so if your dad, if he was starting a team and somehow the first pick had to be, had to start with one of his high school sons to play in whatever league it is, and with all due respect to Lisa and Angie, obviously, you know, unless he, who, who does JL pick first? If he had to, if he had to pick. Well, go, go. Go with that again, Joe. I lost you for a little second. I just there. if if your dad Jim was starting a team and was a, the GM, and somehow the first pick he had to make was one of his three sons in their high school at their high school peak, who does he go with? Who does JL? Who does JL draft? I'm gonna I'm gonna pull over here because I I tell you we're in some hilly country here. Can uh, you hear me now, Joe? I can I can hear you. Hold on a second. Don't don't worry about pulling over. Hold no, on a don't second. don't sweat it. Don't ruin your road trip. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, so so if 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 my dad is picking a team, he, yeah, he, he has to pick a team. He's somehow a GM of some weird team. In the first pick, he has to make or one of his sons at their high school peak. Who is he taking? Steve. <laughs> That's what I thought. And yeah. you know what? D- David said that too. Dave yeah. said that too. Yeah. You know, I mean, Steve's a great athlete. One of the greatest to ever come out of Emory. Um, he I, scored you know, 30, 35 touchdowns in nine, 10 high school games yeah, his senior he, year. He, you know, that there was a heartbreak, Joe. You you bring that up. Oh, that that Montrose, team, Joe, Joe, no, yeah, it was they were undefeated. We were undefeated. Dan Burnham mm-hmm. was a senior that year. Uh Steven, Troy Clark, Steve Freeman from Steve Ethan. Freeman. Uh, Ray they, Pearson. Ray, Ray Pearson, Pearson was, was on that team. Uh, they were undefeated and had they, just rolled. They had just rolled Montrose Canastota like fifty like two to twenty two. Yeah, days they, they before this. Yeah, I thought, yeah. So we played them in the first round of the playoffs thinking, yeah, you know, this is – yeah, they beat us. They beat us. Yep. They beat us. Steve and, ran and, back a kick. Steve ran back a kick that appeared to have won it, but there was a clipping, back. I think. Yeah, got, got called, called back. back. Yeah, he got called back. No, Steve's a great athlete, uh, obviously one of the greatest, and I got no problems, you know, um, saying that at all. Yeah. Both of my brothers were tremendous athletes. David and and Stephen were great athletes. Um, but but he would take Stephen, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. 
Yes, and there was, was start, honestly – for, for a while, for the longest time, our, our senior year, that was only the second playoff win Van Lure ever had after 93. I think that was his so that first was playoff game. Was I think that was his 89. first playoff game yeah. was in 89. Yeah, and he lost. Yeah. He lost it. And I think, yeah. I think that year, Joe, we were ranked number two in the state. So, yeah. you know <laughs> – Sully Butes or Garrettson was yes, number one. That's who yep. played in the championship with Sully Butes and Garrettson, I think. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, that was a that was a devastating loss. The loss to uh, Freeman in '93 was devastating. Um, and then, of course, the semifinal losses in the last two two years in the state tournament when Jamin and Sawyer were seniors was devastating. Yeah. Um, and then you know a few other ones, but you gotta you, you know I mean it just made the victories all the much 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 more sweet. absolutely yeah, yeah it's a, it's a so, journey well let's yeah. talk about that where, where are you going you, you guys are heading to to david plays uh against hastings tomorrow yeah wesleyan plays hastings tomorrow it's uh yeah it's a g-pack um you know a lot of a lot of colleges don't have a season because of the covid uh, right 19 thing but Dakota Wesleyan at the g-pack there they they voted to 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 to, to move on with their season and uh, so they're 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 opening up their schedule tomorrow down in Hastings, and yeah, that's where we're at. That's why I was having a little trouble with uh, hearing you because we're on eighty one South, and it's just hills, you know. So Got I actually yeah. I pulled over. So yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see Wesleyan. You know, Spencer Negabauer is a great great talent on that yep. team, and others, but they're still pretty young. So. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. So this is his first season. I know he had Jamin. Had some Jamin, right? Yeah, this his, yeah. This he's, his first game. So yeah, his, this is his first game in two years. You know, he broke his foot last year and missed the whole season. Right. Um, he broke his foot his senior year, uh, the left one, and had it surgically repaired, and then was able to make it back in time for his football and basketball seasons. Well, then ironically, ne- the next year, last year. He, he breaks the right foot in the same place. Wow. Uh, and missed, I knew that. Yeah, missed the whole season. So he's he's excited, and, uh, you know, we just hope he doesn't get hurt. Yeah. Well, like I was telling him, I, I think I've sent him some, you know, old guy motivational Twitter messages. <laughs> <laughs> but just saying, like, don't worry about the get straight A's, bro. Like, you, hey, you, you get straight A's, he, you're, he you're knows, good. He knows who you are, and he loves to get stuff from you because he tells me all the time. Yeah, man. Like yeah. I said, that that always meant a lot. So he yeah. gets straight A's. So that's from that's from Lisa then. Is that from mom? The, those, yeah, those brains? It's, yeah. It's, it's from his mother, I yeah. Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I did try to tell him in in you know as as a father was, you know, go go to class and study. Yeah. And that will pay great dividends for you yeah. someday. Um, He's probably like, yeah, dad, I, I know. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. My dad said the key to go to that, that listen, that was the key to me graduating as well. I did, I didn't really skip classes, but I I know, funny. yeah, I know your dad and I've talked about that as well, and I don't think he likes school that much either. I I didn't um that, that's the way it went. And, uh, yeah, man. You know, but all of all of we're fortunate all of our kids have have liked academics so we've never had to you know that's never been an issue which which that's good because yeah. i used to dread getting my report cards that's a whole nother story for a whole nother day but <laughs> boy when report card day came joe i was i was yeah. not to be found anywhere <laughs> yeah i, I, know I did a good job goes, hiding 
I did a good job. I know, that goes. How did Slim <laughs> so Slim got lucky then? How the hell did that happen? Yeah, you know, he just obviously very intelligent and had it in his mind that he was gonna he was gonna he was gonna be a successful doctor and um, yep. yeah, I mean same with same with CJ. How do those guys yep. do that? You know, they got something know. special in them. They really do. They, they do. got something special in them. And I think it's born into him. I don't, you know. And, and, I, and we were talking about that that ninety four state title. I believe that there was something with Dave that he learned how to be resilient and go through the experience. Because yep. remember how tough it was for him to take the MCAT for a few. And, that, and that's absolutely. when I really absolutely. got close with Dave was in about ninety eight when absolutely. And now, and now he's one of the a nationally you know Joe, known. I'll give you another guy. I'll give you another guy, Mike Mayer. Mike Mayer. Mike yeah. Mayer. He was Absolutely. in that 94 class, highly intelligent, and he's a tremendously successful optometrist now, I think. Yeah. He struggled with the MCAT, you know? Yeah. And I, I, so, I mean, when you get to that level of, of, of being smart like those guys are, it, 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 it's a gift, I think. It's a yeah. gift. So, I you, agree. you know, when you get a gift like that, just like anything else, you got to take advantage of it, and, and, and they all have, that's for sure. I agree, man. Well, hey, listen, let, we'll get you out of here on this. You guys are sitting on the side of the road in Nebraska talking to <laughs> – Yeah, it's been I, fun. I, I know the answer already to this, but maybe you can explain why. What are you choosing, better album, Hysteria or Pyromania? Pyromania. No question about it. My top three? Your now, top, you said what are not, your... my top three albums. My top well, go ahead. three most Tell favorite. Tell us those. Yeah. My most favorite, not tr- truly influential, but most favorite, Rat Out of the yours. Cellar. Rat Out of oh, the yeah, Cellar. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> Shout at the Devil, Motley Crue. Oh, yeah. And GNR, Appetite. Appetite. Love it. Yeah. I love it. Love it. You know, and I, and I uh, so Matt and I have a good friend, Marcus Versace, that is, I think he's the same age as you, and I've gotten to know a lot of his good friends, and we've gone to Iron Maiden and Metallica shows, uh-huh. and um it's just fun to kind of, you know, relive a lot of that stuff and how, how big that stuff still is. It's huge. Absolutely. The Absolutely. tours and everything. But he said pyromania, too. He's like, it's an ass kicking. man. The greatest, like yeah, the greatest uh, thing that ever happened to me in my college days, Joe, was they came out with the Headbangers Ball in 1987. Oh, yeah. yeah uh, MTV Rick, Headbangers Ball. Ricky Rackman. Ricky Ratman. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> we would tape it. Yeah, we would go to Marines and tape it. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, and then of course you know all the other bands followed after those Winger and Poison and Slaughter and all of those that Warrant. You know, just uh, but that was a great time for yeah, that, for that glam stuff metal was, too. Was so big. Yeah, it, it was so big. Yeah. It was such a big part of I, 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 music. Music was huge for me. Yeah, just I like it a is lot for of... you. And I, I can tell you, your favorite band is. It's Pearl Jam. Pearl yeah. Jam. Pearl yep. Jam. Number one good. album, one album you could take with you to the grave. Which one is it? No Code. Pearl Jam No Code. Which from one 96. was that? That was from 96. So did they have their first one? Was it 10? The 10 was a 91. 91. Yep. Okay. The same time as Bad Motorfinger, Soundgarden, oh, and Nevermind. And then I think Alice in Chains Dirt was also a 91. Yeah, so God, what a great some... album that was, huh? There's some incredible stuff. Yeah, that's Corey Dye's that favorite. That's Corey Dye's favorite. Oh, Allison yeah. Allison Chain's Dirt. Here, uh, was there a song called The Rooster on there? Rooster's on there. Man yeah. in the Box. Corey Man loves Man yeah. in the Box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I was a metal guy. And then uh, then uh, in 1991, that all changed with a guy by the name of Kurt Cobain and Nirvana. Yeah. 
So, yeah. Yeah. So. Love it, man. Well, Jeff, this has been awesome, man. And first off, Matt, I, I got to thank Matt for sitting here and letting letting a couple of Emory guys just go bananas for 66 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> it's, uh, well, where I'm from, you know, most people don't talk about uh, local sports like like Joe does or like yeah. you do, Jeff. So yeah. it's 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 nice just to kind of sit back and listen sometimes. So it's what it's what you live for in small towns. It, it yep. really truly is, and uh, fortunately. Fortunately, South Dakota is one of the more uh, liberal states with this. They're allowing high school oh, sports to go on. So that that's huge. Oh, I don't know what's going on in Pennsylvania or New York, but, oh, you know. Uh, no, nobody's playing. Nobody's no, playing. Nobody's wow. doing anything. Wow. Could you imagine? Are, I, I can't even imagine. I can't. There's little kids. Can you imagine being, you know, 10, 11, 12 years yeah. old and being yeah. on, you have a laptop and, in, in, you know, meetings all day from yeah. a room? It's, it's weird Matt, times. Ma- Matt's a huge Sixers fan. Yeah, I was he, a big Sixers so maybe fan. maybe you can tell him. Didn't you meet Barkley? And then we'll get you out of here on that. Charlie, Charles, absolutely, I did the big round mound <laughs> rebound. Yeah, that would have been in 1992 when he was still with the Sixers. Yeah, uh, me and some guys from school, Dakota State, went up to watch him play the Timberwolves, and we had gotten some tickets. And of course, they played on a Saturday, Sunday. I think they played on a Sunday, and we were in the Mall of America. We were in the Mall of America just wasting time, screwing around, you know. And I'm telling you, just he appeared out of nowhere. We were, we were going down an escalator. He was going up an escalator or vice versa. And there's Charles Barkley. I mean, and that was, of course, we turned around and got <laughs> up to the wherever he was going and shouted at him and, and said, hey, Charles, Charles. And, and he stopped turned around, motioned for us to come over to him. He put his arm around us, and we, we talked with him for like five minutes. He, Joe, I still got his – I still got the game ticket. The game ticket. He signed, his, right? Yes, that he I've signed. I got That's the game really cool. ticket. I, and uh, I, I displayed that for the longest time. Then my wife made me put it in a box someplace. <laughs> so. But, yeah, we met Charles Barkley, and that was probably right before he took off for Phoenix. Yeah, it was like MVP. what ninety ninety three was uh, when he Phoenix. went to Phoenix, right? Yep. yep, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was that was fun. That that was fun meeting Charles. He was he was a force. Absolutely. But yeah, my days with the Sixers go back to Dr. J and Daryl Dawkins, um, Bobby, Bobby Jones, Jones, Andrew yeah. Tony, Maurice yep. Cheeks. Yep. Uh, I'll never forget eighty three. The eighty three Sixers are one of the greatest NBA basketball teams of all time. They went. They didn't go four, four, four like Moses Malone predicted. They went four, five, four. Man, I tell you what. You know, I've gotten to know Matt's dad really well, and and you and you and Matt's dad are uh, cut from the same cloth. He, he would good. he would enjoy being around yeah. around you for sure. Yeah, yeah. So. Sixers, Sixers are yeah. They're struggling now, but uh, someday they'll be back. Uh, no, that's okay. They'll they'll be back soon. Not, I hope so. Yeah, they'll be back. I hope so. Hey, it was good talking with you guys. Good shit, Jeff. Hey, much love, man. Thank you so much. Thanks to you know you. Thanks yeah. to Lisa for letting you pull over and. Uh, <laughs> yeah, have glad a good, we're. Have a too, good buddy. weekend, Joe. And and if you see your dad, tell him hi. And uh, I will. Yeah, we'll we'll talk again. All right, my friend. Thanks, Jeff. Later. Thanks, guys. Soon, Thank you. Yeah, you got it. See ya. All right. 
So are you tough enough? 